All right, you may be seated. Romans chapter 8, verse 11. Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. If the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, which means the resurrection life of Jesus is not only benefiting the fact that he was raised from the dead, raised from the dead post, but that we also will benefit in that resurrection life. And that resurrection life, it's not only referring to the day we will be raised from the dead, but it says that that life will reign in our mortal bodies. It means resurrection life can operate in your current life. When Paul prays in Philippians 3 verse 10, he says, I want to know Christ and I want to know the power of his resurrection. The word know there is not head knowledge, but is experiential knowledge. He is wishing that he will experience resurrection life. When he was saying that, he wasn't dead and in the grave. He was alive and well. So in this session, what I want to show you is the power of resurrection life how we can live in the fullness of resurrection life and benefit from that resurrection life. This resurrection life makes us to arise from the grave of despair, the grave of hopelessness, the grave of fear, and anxiety. It means that when we believe in Jesus, we're expecting Jesus to show up in our current life. Why? Because he's not dead. He's alive. Paul prays in Ephesians chapter 1 when he prays for the Christians at Ephesus and we read that earlier. Verse 19 he says, I'm praying that you should know what is the exceeding greatness of his power. To us what we believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he demonstrated in Christ when he raised him from the dead. So Paul is saying that all of us as Christian people, as believers in Christ, have this same power dwelling in us. Meaning this, the same power that God used to raise Christ from the dead is the same power that God used to raise you from your spiritual death. And all of you have this power. All of us have access 
to what Paul says, the greatness of his power, which he demonstrated when he raised Christ from the dead, set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities and powers and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but in the world to come. When God raised Christ from the dead, the power that raised him from the dead gave him a place of victory in the heavenlies. And he is seated above all principalities and powers, might and dominion. And if that same power raised you from your spiritual death, it means as a child of God, you are able and you have the right and the possibility to walk in victory in your life. Instead of life ruling over you, you should be ruling over life. The book of Romans says, those who have received abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in this life through Jesus Christ. So my question is, are you reigning in this life or is this life reigning on you? So all of us as Christians, we have this power. We have access to this incomparable great power. We have access to this resurrection power and our task then is to tap into it. And I want to show you five aspects of this power. Number one, this power is the power that we have our sins forgiven. Sin that holds us back. Sin that separates us from God. Sin that wants to enslave us. But through the death and the resurrection of Christ, we are freed from the power of sin. See, as a child of God, you can live above sin. You can live above the victory of sin. Romans 4.25 says, Jesus was delivered over to death because of our sins and raised to life because of our justification. So when Jesus died, it was a necessary sacrifice for our sin. But him being raised from the dead was absolutely vital. He was raised so that we should be looked at as those we have just not sinned. Because when he died, God laid our sins on him, our punishment on him, and everything that we deserve. And therefore, in Jesus Christ, we lack nothing. Jesus was the full sacrifice. His blood didn't lack anything. It had the power to cancel the penalty of anyone's sin. No matter how much wrong you've done, no matter what society says about you, your sin has been dealt with in the name of Jesus. You've been raised from the dead. You've been justified. God raised Christ from the dead. The fact that his resurrection was there, it shows once and for all that it was only his sacrifice that was necessary to pay for penalty. You don't need to pay the penalty yourself. You don't have to do anything extra to deserve God's love. You don't have to do anything extra for God to look your direction. Everything has been paid for. So next time when Satan accuses you, saying to you, God can't forgive what you have just done. Just look at him and say, you don't understand what God has done. The next time the devil speaks in your mind and say, look how terrible you are. Tell him, look how much Jesus died for me and was raised from the dead. Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus rose from the dead. Therefore, we are justified. We have been believed in Christ. This is the power of resurrection. 
So the first thing is that we have power over forgiven sins. The next thing, this power of resurrection gives us power to conquer sin. Why? Because resurrection power doesn't just end with forgiveness. Christ's resurrection empowers us to be able to conquer over sin. The Bible says that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. We have become new. We have become renewed. We have become the new self. The purpose of the new self is that this new self must be conformed to the image of Christ. Because of this new self, we become more and more like him. We become what God intended us to be. And so oftentimes, Christians sin because they don't understand that they have power over sin. Romans 6 says, if you've been born again, do not allow sin to rule in your mortal body. In other words, you can say no to sin. You have the power over sin. You can say no to wrongdoing. You are not a slave to sin. Don't let Satan deceive you and tell you that you are still a slave. You are no longer a slave of sin. Don't let the devil tell you this habit has been in your life for a long time. Jesus has given you power over that habit. God gives us power to break habits. God gives us power to move into the new life. This is why Paul had such a great desire to know Christ and to know the power of his resurrection. Because the power of resurrection gives you victory over life. Number three, we have received the power not only over sin, not only to stand before God, but the power to be God's agent. God has anointed you and appointed you to be a witness of his kingdom. And God has determined that we become agents to change this world. God not only empowers us to defeat sin, but to share and display his loving message to the world. When Paul talks about us in 2 Corinthians 5, 19 and 20, he says, God has committed to us the message of reconciliation. He says, therefore, you are ambassadors for Christ as though God was making his appeal through us. You and I, we should be known as people who spread God's love. You and I should be known as people who reconcile others because God has changed us to become his agent. Because of the resurrection life, God has helped us. God shows his power by using us as weapons, rather using us as instruments. God is working through us. God is working in us. God is working mightily through us. God takes us, the weak and the unworthy, and he uses us. God uses you as a peacemaker. God uses you as a reconciler. God uses you to bless other people. Why? Because God has made us his agents. We are God's agents. We are filled with his power. Because he rose from the dead, because of resurrection, we can stand forth and shine the light to others. Number four, through the resurrection, 
we have the power to be conformed to his likeness. Resurrection power is the greatest accomplishment that helps us to conform to the likeness of Christ. Why? We are forgiven for our sin. We are enabled not to sin. We are appointed as ambassadors and we are filled with the love of God. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, and being transformed into his likeness with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. So you and I have been changed into his likeness. Can you imagine what that means? Think about yourself. That you are like Christ. Many times people, oftentimes, people think of themselves in a negative way. The reality is the less we know about what Christ has done in our lives is the less we can manifest his glory. You need to say to yourself, I am made in the image of God and I'm becoming more like Christ. Things that need to change in my life, I am becoming more like Christ. You are being made into the likeness of Christ. That is your destiny. The Bible says Jesus is coming back for a bride who is without spot or wrinkle. Which means as we live on this earth, you and I, we are busy sitting in front of a mirror, which is the word of God. And taking off the makeup, which is the power of the spirit and the power of the blood of Jesus. And we are preparing ourselves for our groom who's going to come and get us again. So we become the bride of Christ. Spotless, blameless, loving, kind, strong, transformed into his likeness because of resurrection power. Number five, through the resurrection, we have the power to walk in victory over the devil and his kingdom. Philippians 2.5 says it was through his death and resurrection that Jesus was given a name above every name. Which means Jesus has power over everything. And after Jesus received this power, in Matthew 28, when he met his disciples, he said, all power is given to me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore. The word therefore, it means because of that, for that reason. So in Matthew 28, Jesus says, this power I have received, I am delegating it to you. And because you and I have delegated power, we can walk upon serpents and scorpions. Jesus told us in Luke chapter 10, he said, behold, I give you power over serpents and scorpions and to tread over all the power of the enemy. And he says, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. As a child of God who's walking in resurrection life, you don't need to be afraid of the power of Satan. You don't need to be afraid that anybody will be with you. You don't need to be afraid that anybody will sponsor you because the power of the Lord Jesus Christ is on the inside of you. And we can walk in the fullness of the power of God. Once you know this power, it will make you to exercise your rightful place. It will make you exercise your authority over darkness and you will not be afraid. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, you are victorious. And you don't know about it. Mara, you are... 
Tell your neighbor, you know what, neighbor? You are sitting next to a dangerous person. I'm a very victorious person. <laughs> Watch this, Masalan. Knowing all of that, what I've said to you is not enough. You need to intentionally activate this resurrection power that has been imparted to you. Because the Bible has told us if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he will quicken your mortal body. So how do I activate? I get you know sometimes how reka a new cell phone and obahofaya sim card engine. So even if you have a sim card, you must wait for 24 hours before it's what? Activated. In other words, you are naya sebeta. But we must do certain things to make it to kick into action. So you have resurrection power in you. Ah, you didn't hear what I said. You have resurrection power inside of you. But if I have it in me, it's dormant. It's not yet working. The signal is not there. It's not yet activated. So how do we activate it? Number one, believe what the word of God says. Believe that you have resurrection power. You see, being born again alone will not cause resurrection power to automatically operate in your life. You have to choose to believe it. Many people don't believe what God says about them. That's why they're still afraid of the devil. Look at your neighbor and say, Ah, how sorry, amen. So, there are people who still go and find extra things to add to themselves for their protection. Look at them and say, Bishop, oh, no, no, no. But that's because even if it's in God's word, people don't believe it. People don't believe it. You know, Basalana, I haven't prayed for many, many people over the years and getting people delivered from demonic powers. One of the things I've realized, come at demon. Yeah. And intimidate. And they thrive on your ignorance. You see, when Jesus squared up with the devil in Matthew 4, Jesus hit back with it is written. If you don't know what's written, and if you don't believe what's written, believe what God says about you. Some of you, you are afraid to depend fully on God. There's people who watch up a lot. Look at your neighbor and say, First service, Bishop Willa Hutuela, Mark Banakarayanong, he's coming here, where you are. You know, we, we had a, an uncle who would always accuse my dad. And he would say, what did he do to fail? 
Alietsi next. Kuri le duty fela. And my dad would say, well, we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you had knowledge, we are more dangerous than you think. Oh, yeah. Come on now. Help your neighbor. Oh, Sasha, Believe it. Believe it. Believe the word. Believe God's word. First time I cast demons out of somebody. I mean, this person gave me a look. If looks could kill, I would have died. They were on Chevy like a thing. And they were moving towards me. And for a while, I forgot what the Bible said. Katsuk. And I started backtracking, and then I remembered. And to my utter amazement, doesn't care whether you're or not. It still works. Come on, somebody give the Lord a shout. It works. Listen, it's not about you. It's not about who you are. It's about who Jesus is. Believe it. I said, believe it. Satan will intimidate you. He will remind you of who you are. And if you don't know the Bible, you will look at who you are. None of us is a match for him. But what the devil will not tell you is that your life is hidden in Christ with God. Jesus said, don't go in your name. Go in my name. Anybody carries the authority of that person. I remember giving a Kamalugachi. I know I will forget Bazaran. I was just 1980. How old was I in 1980? I was 19 years old. Am I correct? Something like that. I think I was 19 years old. And to my amazement, the person fell to the ground. <laughs> Simple thing. Just believe it. Some of you, you so believe in Huloiwa. I know Rachakarata Modula Modeng. We were talking to you. Believe it. That's the only way you're going to activate the power of God. Believe it. Believing is what activates the power of God in your life. When you allow Jesus to come into your life, power was imparted. Christ came into your life. He became your Lord. He became your Savior. Think about what Jesus accomplished. Deliverance, forgiveness. He gave you a right standing with God. He destroyed Satan, his power. He transferred you from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light.
He wrote your name in the Lamb's book of life. He changed your nature and made you a new creature. He put his name on you. That's a lot of power. But you have to activate it by believing. Believe in God's benefits. Believe that he's a healer. Believe he's an abundance provider. Believe he's the peace giver. Believe in his joy. Believe that every good and perfect thing comes from God. Believe it. Believe that every yoke in your life has been destroyed. Believe that you have been set free from the power of darkness. Believe that you have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of life. Believe that you have authority in the name of Jesus. Believe it. Believe that when you pray, God answers your prayer. Believe when you raise your hands, God answers your prayer. Believe it. Believe when you speak the word of God. It is powerful. Believe it. Many people don't believe it. I can tell you, Barcelona is a leader of a church. I can tell you. We talk a lot as church leaders. People say, but why, why is such and such happening at your place? Get not believe it. Yeah. We pray, we believe it. We pray, we believe it. We believed we're going to have a youth service and young people would come. If you're here yesterday, this auditorium was almost full yesterday. We believe it. We believe that young people love God. We believe it. We believe it and we act on it. We believe it. We believe it. Believe it. Believe what God says. Otherwise, you will never know how much power is on the inside of you. Many of you, you don't know who you are. You don't know what God has made you to be. You don't know that the devil is more afraid of you than you are afraid of him. You know, I was surprised when somebody told us, these wild animals, the snakes, you know. He said, oftentimes, I'll come and I'll come sometimes I'll come and both of you are Some of you don't stand long enough. So you never know how powerful you are. Tell your neighbor, believe it. Tell your other neighbor, believe it. Number two, don't just believe it, speak it. If you believe that resurrection power is residing in you, activate it through your words. You know, many of us, we are careless with our words. Your words are powerful. Words that come from a spirit-filled person, changed by God, filled with the power of the spirit, with the blessing of God on them, they're powerful. Speak words of life over your life. Pasalana, stop saying what other people are saying. Stop adopting them, this saying. Speak the word of God over your life. When you believe that the resurrection power is residing in you, activate it through your words. Write this down. Speak faith-filled words. Not fear-filled words. Speak the blessing of God over your life, not curses. 
says, if the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead says he will give life to your mortal bodies, not your glorified bodies, your mortal bodies. In other words, this same body you have, this same life you have, the spirit who raised Christ from the dead will give life to it. The word of God carries resurrection power. This is why when God's word enters into the life of a person, it changes them and transforms them completely. This is why the word of God helps us to order our lives. David says, how shall a young man cleanse his way? How shall a young man live in a way that will honor you? He says, by giving heed unto your word. He says, thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. What is he saying? He's saying when I take God's word and I put it in my heart and it launches in my heart, it gives me the power to live in the right way. I'm not trying to live in the right way by myself. I am carried by the power of the word of God on the inside of me. Believe it. Speak it over your life. Speak it over your circumstances. Speak it over your family. Speak it over your career. Speak it over your children. Speak it over your nation. Speak it over your city. Speak it over your church. Speak it. Speak God's word all the time. That resurrection life that comes out of the word of God is made and quickened through your mouth. Every time you speak the word and speak the name of Jesus or bleed the blood of Jesus over every situation, you know what happens? Satan is reminded of how he was defeated on the cross. Oh, yeah. Number three, don't only believe it, don't only speak it, act on it. I said act on it. Act on God's word in faith. God raised up Jesus. And the Bible says we were raised together with Jesus. And we were made to sit together with Jesus in heavenly places. In other words, Satan is under your feet. When he tries to bring a curse back into your life, he's trespassing. You have authority. Let me go back to my example of casting demons. Sometimes you find when you're casting demons, ah, ah, the demons try to discourage you. Ah, 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 And if you don't, if you if you don't become strong and act on the fact that you have authority. Some of you, you are allowing circumstances to rule over you. Stand your ground when I go high. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? We need to act on the word of God. How do we act on the word of God to, to release resurrection life? How do we act on God's word? Number one, apply the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus on every situation. Satan hates the blood of Jesus. And he hates the name of Jesus. When sickness tries to come, apply the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus. When lack tries to come in your residence, apply the blood of Jesus and the name of Jesus. 
When curses try to take over your life, apply the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus. Don't ever accept defeat in your life. Jesus paid too high a price for us to accept anything less than total and complete victory. Number two, live healed through resurrection power. When you made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, the Holy Spirit imparted into you the same power that raised Jesus from the dead that defeated principalities and powers. Therefore, appropriate the promises of God over your life. The same power in your body that stands against sickness and disease. Nothing can match the yoke-destroying burden-removing power of the resurrected Christ. Ours is to resist everything that tries to come over us and tries to take away what Jesus has bought for us. Jesus did the job. Our job is to enforce what he has done. He bore your sin so that you can resist sin. He bore your sickness, so that you can resist sickness. He bore your lack, so that you can resist lack. So, as you walk in resurrection power, believe it, speak it, but act on it. Expect God's power to act on your behalf. Don't expect the worst, expect the best. Expect that it will work for you. Number three, Live the Zoe life, Z-O-E, through the resurrection power. Revelations 1.18 says, I'm he who lives and was dead and behold, I'm alive forevermore and I have the keys of hell and death. Jesus says, I'm he who lives. That's the word Zoe. He came to bring us new life. He came to bring us what they call the God kind of life, the God type of life. The God quality of life. Listen, Barcelona, you have the God kind of life, the God quality of life, the God type of life charging through your body. Activate that resurrection power. No wonder in Romans 8, 11, this is what Paul says, because of Jesus' resurrection life in me, I'm getting stronger and stronger every day. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is now dwelling in me and is constantly making my mortal body to be strong. That's why, Vazalana, you'll see when you are in Christ, somehow God renews your strength. You know, my bishop and I, we were, we were talking about, uh, and I'm sorry, Papa, to pick on you. But uh, you won't believe that that October is 19, how, how many years now? Nine, uh, pardon? 85. That October is 85. I won't tell you this, it's a secret. I was in my office the other time, this is like uh, six years ago, maybe that's, I think that's when you, five years ago, four years ago, I'm in my office there, and I don't remember, there was something in the wheel of the morning. And I'm looking at him go, go through the window. Ask his was a little shabaka festival. How? And I'm looking at that and he's loading things on the car. And he just goes, shoo, shoo, shoo. Eighty, eighty years old before it. Eighty one years old. Shoo, 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 shoo. 
And I know some 20 year olds, man, you'll have to breathe so hard. <laughs> Look at your 20 year old and say, I hope you can. But you see, he embraced the gospel and lived in the fullness of the gospel. You see, the gospel not only benefits us spiritually, it benefits us in this life. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they look younger than their age. Yeah. So there's no need to lot Tamafosa here. But there's a strength. You know, when, when the Bible talks about that strength and that resurrection life in us, it's not just spiritual. It's not just spiritual. It's physical too. <laughs> Ladies, you remember when I was quoting the Bible in the book of Hebrews, you're called children of Sarah. You know, it's amazing. Of all the women in the Bible that you could have been called the children of, you're called the children of Sarah. Go and read in the book of Genesis. When, when Abraham went into a new, in, a, in another country, the king of Salem, I believe it was, Abimelech, actually wanted to take Sarah for his heroine. Kings those days, you know, like we see in many cultures, they used to marry many women. It used to happen. And they always would choose the youngest and the prettiest. Sarah at that time was more than 80 years old. Sarah. A king goes for an 80-year-old grandma and a 16-year-old. I mean, I just cannot understand that. And then when you read it, you see, when you read the Bible, we don't understand it. For Sarah to conceive, and be able to give birth to a child naturally, there had to be some supernatural power of God that renews her body. I'm telling you, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. So Sarah was so renewed by God that the king buys a low buys. I get a lecture a lot my chance, or hey, Lumtano young pastor miss. Kelishebi, Leskevela Javanyan. So Murana Wida Pasa Misaya. And then the Bible says, you are the daughters of Sarah. You see, many of us, when we think about the power of God, we are just thinking, no, no, even in natural ways. Even, that's why even the Bible talks about when the power of God is working in your life, God can buy back lost time. In the book of Ephesians, it talks about redeeming the time. What does it mean? It means when in the same 24 hours, you can do more when in the same 24 hours than others can. Because of the supernatural prophet, amen, in the same time. You can work longer, you can work harder, you can look younger, you can be stronger, you can accomplish more because of the resurrection power of God inside your life. Believe it. I said believe it. Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. I'm a man of purpose. I'm a woman of purpose. I'm a young person of purpose. My life is going to count for something. 
my life is going to go far. I'm going to accomplish the job. I'm not going to be one of those who am I in circles. None, none ever. Because the resurrection life of God is on the inside. Oh, can I hear an amen from somebody in the house? Resurrection life of God. It's working on the inside of you. Believe it. This resurrection life is available to all. But we must receive it by faith. We must embrace it daily. How to Thank you for the resurrection life. Daily. Embrace it. Recognize that it's dwelling in your life. Let it be a reality. When you wake up in the morning, you must shout, the resurrection life of God is living in me today. I can't wait to see how my day is going to look like because the resurrection life of God is working in me. Even when problems come my way, I'm going to go through them through the resurrection life of God. Number four, live free with resurrection life. John 8.36 says, if the Son of Man sets you free, you are free indeed. As Christians, we shouldn't be bound by anything. Resurrection life frees us from bondages. Shouldn't be bound by alcohol, drugs, snake, pornography, sex. I'm telling you. Yeah. Shouldn't be bound. Jesus shed his blood for your freedom. Freedom from shame and condemnation. Believe in the resurrection power. You know, they had an amazing uh, 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 production yesterday. I mean, the young girl who was acting, I mean, she, she just blew me away. They had a cross here, and she was kneeling in front of the cross with all the other things that were trying to pull her away when she focused on the cross. The cross is victory. With everything around us, the cross gives us victory. Believe in it. Freedom. You don't have to live like other people live who don't know Christ. You don't have to subscribe to You don't have to subscribe to the norms of the world. You don't have to say, because I'm young, I'm going to do this. I'm a guy. Guys cheat anyhow. So I'll cheat. You're free from that. Ah, uh, you don't you don't believe what I'm saying. You're free from that. Free from, don't subscribe. Don't subscribe. Jesus Christ offers us freedom. Freedom. Let me close quickly. The resurrection life of Jesus finally makes us to be resilient people. You know, it's amazing when you read the Bible you'll know that many of these women and men were persecuted, judged, reviled, mocked, scoffed, mistreated. But my goodness, they were resilient. To be resilient means that you are a person with the ability to bounce back from defeat. Think about it, Basalan. Two years ago, we were locked up in our houses two years ago. 
Kimona a few years later. We are back. Oh, you should give the Lord a shout more than that. Should give the Lord a shout. Even La Apula Ena. We are back. As people who have resurrection life, we must be resilient people. Through thick and thin, you must push on. Why? Because you're not pushing on by yourself. There's the resurrection power of God on the inside of you. There's reserve power. Doesn't mean we don't go through problems. Doesn't mean we don't get discouraged. Doesn't mean we don't feel like giving up. It doesn't mean we always understand what's going on. It doesn't mean we don't go through times of confusion. Doesn't mean we don't have pain. It doesn't mean we don't hurt. But it means Yeah. Oh, if give the Lord a shout, Doesn't mean Maslalana. We didn't lose our loved ones. It doesn't mean Maslalana. We didn't lose our jobs. It doesn't mean Maslalana. We got confused and we didn't know what's going on. It doesn't mean we didn't we knew everything. Even if all of that happened, we knew that our God is going to help us to come back. Yeah. Resurrection life. You read about people in the Bible, they were stoned. They were fed to lions. They lost their loved ones. They were persecuted without cause. But they were resilient. They had the ability to bounce back from defeat, discouragement, and hardship. That's why some of you, God is inside of you, trying to get you to get back on your feet again. People who are resilient, they have this never-say-die attitude. They know that Jesus is risen no longer to be in the grave again. People who are resilient, refuse to go back to the grave of defeat. They're not going to do what these women did. They're not going to go back to the grave and look for life there. Why go back to the grave of your defeat? Why go back to the grave of your past life? Why go back to the grave of, of, of problems? The angel asks you, why are you looking for the living among the dead? You're not going to find anything here. People who are resilient people, they know, I can't change my yesterday. Whatever happened yesterday has happened. I'm not going to camp at my grave and feel so bad and so sorry and immobilized. It's water under the breath. But I'm going to rise by the power of God and I'm moving on because I'm going to rise again. It may have been Friday, Friday, but it's Sunday today. Resilient people appropriate the reality of the resurrection of Christ. They thank God for his promises regardless of circumstances. They are filled with an overcoming attitude that expects God to use them regardless of their hardship. Resigning oneself to defeat is not a normal response of a resilient believer because they know that God is greater than any problem. God is mighty and his power is working even when things look bad. Even when it seems like God is not there. God is still working. 
His power is working. His strength is there. His wisdom is there. His love is there. The greatest news in the world is to know we can be resilient people. And the angel is asking you today, why are you looking for life in the grave? Refuse to go into the grave of despair, hopelessness, because Jesus is not in the grave. Embrace the newness of life that comes from Jesus Christ and arise from any situation that tries to hold you back. Would you raise your hands to the Lord as we pray? Can you lift up your voice and begin to pray in the Holy Spirit and thank God for His Word? That's right. Thank Him from your heart. All over the place. Pray in the Holy Ghost and thank you. Gemma no holotesiatoria manal.